Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Today is November 19th, 2022. Um, I want to welcome everybody back to this Shabbat gathering for the uh, lesson at hand. We are on lesson number seven, and it's Yahshua 19 through 21. Now, what I'm doing um, today, because we have so many names of so many places that the children of Israel were granted by the Most High. Remember, Yahshua was the one who led the charge after Moshe to go in and get rid of the people of the land. But from our understanding and our readings last week and this week, they're not having the best time getting people out. Now, if it was up to the Most High, remember, initially when they went in, the Most High was among them, and the captain of heaven's armies was too, so you already know they was tearing them up. But now the Most High wants to um, get them to get the people out. So this is another test. What the Most High does to his children is test them, because only then you will know your spiritual strength what you can endure and what you're not. So right now it's a test. So as we know last week, some of the people didn't get out. So they didn't get out. They didn't get um, some of the people out. Okay. Um, Ephraim did not get some of the people out of the land that was granted to him. So Moshe, I'm sorry, not Moshe. Yeshua wanted some scouts to go out and scout out the land, write down everything that needs to be um, uh, written down and brought back to him uh, as to how many lands were still being occupied and um, what was going on in them. So that's what they did last week. Now this week, um, the land is being divvied up. Now I need you to pay attention to what, what's going on here. Okay. So I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified Bible simply because usually I read out of the Sefer. My focus is to read out of the Sefer because I like to give everybody the actual names of the places. Remember, these scriptures was originally written in Paleo-Hebrew. Nobody speaks Paleo-Hebrew anymore. Nobody. Um, it's considered an ancient language. And the people who took over that language or adopted that language now is called Yiddish. It's not the original Hebrew, okay? So in the original Hebrew, 
which was the uh, is written in the, the original scrolls with the Sifas as people keep going back and writing down the original um, writing. That's what I like to read out of to give you the original name of things, because I already told you everything in our lives change. Every situation changes, every name of place, every name of thing, everything changes as people, um, as different nations conquer different lands and things are always changing because it's always um, some kind of migration or some kind of travel from one, uh, uh, one nation of people to another. So that's why I like to read um, the original names of it. But because these names is gonna take me all day to decipher to you and pronounce and to have the computer pronounce for me so I can say to you, I'm cutting it all down. So we're gonna be doing um, 19, 20 and 21 through the Amplified Bible. So it's just gonna be the regular names for it regular names as we know it for it and not the original names. Just know that the original names are not like the regular pagan names. But for the sake of the cliff note itself, because I have to get through Yeshua, for the sake of the cliff note, I will be going through the Amplified. I will let you know which Bibles I use as time goes on, because that makes a difference. Okay, so just know that I'm going to be reading from the Amplified, which is easier for us to get through. Just know that the original names, um, it's not always the original names, okay? Okay, so we are on um, Yeshua 19, um, and we're doing 19, 20, and 21, okay? Okay, and this is the, now I'm going to be reading the territories that the children of Israel get. Now, we already went through a lot of them, so we're just finishing them up. So each um, child of the 12 sons, each progeny of the 12 patriarchs get land. So now I'm going to pick up from last week. The territory of Simeon. When the second lot fell to Simeon, because remember, they get lots. And this is going to just, I'm going to describe to you about the lot itself, because it's not like this small lot like we know it, okay? A lot is also, um, aka an inheritance, okay? Okay, so when the second, fell, second lot fell to Simeon, to the tribe of the sons of Simeon, according to their families, which is their um, clan within the nation, and their inheritance was within the inheritance of the sons of Yahuda. So that means Yahuda's land, which they already, uh, we already discussed Yahuda's land um, last uh, week. So um, they're still trying to um, get a uh, handle on who has what. I already told you that the lands were so um, close together that you could stick one foot in one person's land and another foot in another person's land. So just know that. So they're still trying to get a handle on land. So if you keep hearing the same names over and over, they're still trying to um, divide the lands among the tribes. Remember, there's 12 brothers with 12 lines of clans within that nation. And when I say clan, I don't really like saying clan because it's so barbaric sounding. 
but they're like subnations within the whole nation of Yasharal. Think about your brothers and your sisters. For those people who have siblings, think about your, your brother or your sister's kids and their grandkids and your kids and your grandkids. That's what I mean. I don't like calling it clan because when it's re, um, re uh, communicated in different languages, the way that they say it, because it's not their nation, they make it sound like it's animalistic. That's how I feel. I don't like saying clan because it sounds barbaric and it sounds very raw as in people didn't wasn't civilized. So I'm not going to say clan. I'm going to say nation within a nation because it's lines within the nation. Or I'll just say line within the nation. Okay. That's how you can tell who, who rewrote these scriptures. Okay. So like I said, then the second lot fell to Simeon, to the tribe of the sons of Simeon, according to their families, and their inheritance was within the inheritance of the sons of Yahuda. So they had their inheritance, and it was 11 um, lands, 11 lands um, Simeon got, okay? Um, it was an addition, additional seven lands. And within all those lands, and I'm not going to say the names because we'll be here all day. <laughs> within all of those lands that they gave them, there was 13 cities with their villages. So the lands, the whole land, and when I say land, if I say land, because I'm going to say it interchangeably, if I'm saying lands, I'm saying it could be cities, it could be countries, it could be... Um, what else is it? Uh, pastures that go with cities. So that's that's what it means. I'm not going to keep going through this. Remember, it's a cliff note. I'm not reading each and every one of them because this is long. So they got a, a 11 lands. Okay. And in those lands is 13 cities with their villages. Okay. Um, and this was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of uh, Simeon, according to their families. The inheritance of the sons of Simeon was taken from the portion of the sons of Yahuda. For the share of the sons of Yahuda was too large for them. So um, Yahuda got a land. This was last week. Yahuda had a lot. Yahuda, the line of Yahuda, his progeny, had a lot of land. So because it was so much, they divvied up more of Yahuda's land and gave some to Simeon's children. Okay, so that's what was happening because it says that the sons of Yahuda, um, it was a lot. It was a lot. So they started sharing it. So the sons of Simeon received an inheritance within Yahuda's inheritance, which was very gracious of them, by the way. Now we talk about the territory of Zebulun. The third lot came up for the tribe of the sons of Zebulun, according to their families. The territory of their inheritance extended to Sarid. There, I'm excuse me, then its borders went up westward to Marala and reached to the Basheth and reached to the brook of the east of Jokneem. Then there became extensive lands, extensive lands that uh, the children of Zebulon received up to various borders. Um, 
and then toward um, the valley of Ipthial. Okay, and uh, within those lands, it was 14, uh, um, 14, um, I'm trying to read this. Fourteen cities and additional lands and territories. Okay, they received fourteen different uh, territories within the east side. And the west. Okay. Um, eastward was fourteen cities, and it was one, two. Six on the west, okay? This was the inheritance of the sons of Zebulun, according to their families, these cities with their villages. The territory of Issachar, the fourth lot fell to the tribe of Issachar, the sons of Issachar, according to their families. Their territories had 13 lands. The border reached to... Beth Shemesh and their extended border ended at the Jordan. 16 cities with their villages. Let me say something. Let me say something first. When I'm saying these villages and territories, they are describing them as north, south, east, west. That's how they describe them. So on the west side, it could be 15 territories. On the east side, it could be 12 territories. On the west side, it could be 10 territories, and that's how they're saying it. But because I'm not going to say every word in every territory they got, I will be saying it like that. Okay? So understand that. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Issachar, according to their families, the cities in their villages. The territory of Asher, the fifth lot fell to the tribe of the sons of Asher, according to their families. Their territories was Helkath, and Halai and Betan and Ashpeth. Then it turned eastward. There was, sorry, there was along with five other territories. Then it turned eastward to Beth Dagon and reached Zebulon in the valley of Iftial, northward to Beth Emek and Neil um, to eight territories that um, that the children of Asher received. Then the border turned to Ramla, reaching to the fortified city of Tyre, and it turned and ended at the Mediterranean Sea at the region of Ashzib. Include uh, and these included. 22 cities in their villages. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Asher, according to their families, these cities with their villages. The territory of Nephtali. The sixth lot fell to the tribe of the sons of Nephtali, according to their families. Their border ran from Helpath. Hel, yeah, Hel, Helath. 
Then the border turned westward. There was um, four territories there. Then the border, border turned westward and there was three territories south and reached Asher on the west and to Yehuda toward the east of the Jordan. Fortified territories were 16 territories in all. 16 territories from the south of Asher on the west of Yehuda. So in all 19 cities and their villages, this was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Naphtali according to the families the cities and their villages, the territory of Dan. The seventh lot fell to the tribe of the sons of Dan, according to their families. The territories of their inheritance were in all 16 territories and lands, with the territory opposite Joppa. The territory of the sons of Dan went beyond these, so the sons of Dan went up to fight against Leshem, and captured it, that's a land. Then they stuck it, struck it with the edge of the sword and took possession of it and settled there between the tribes of Naphtali and Manasseh. They renamed Leshem, Dan, after the name of their father, the ancestor Dan. This was the inheritance of the tribe of the sons of Dan according to their families, these cities and their villages. Now. I already told you there were some places that the Most High wanted them to get out themselves. And what did they do? They didn't. But there was there was some, some uh, lines of the sons, like this particular one, Dan's line. They was audacious, audacious enough to get up there and wipe them people out of their territory. So that's why they renamed it. There was a lot of lands. The original name was one thing, and everybody knew the original name back then, but then the children of Israel changed the names. Just like I said in today's times, names can change constantly. And if you're not doing your homework and your due diligence in regard to certain territories, even today, you're not going to know or understand where is what and what is where. Like today's Israel. That's a little piece of what it was in yesteryear, okay? <coughs> excuse me. Also, <coughs> excuse me, what they consider the Middle East. Wasn't no Middle East in the middle, biblical days, okay? It was all one continent. <coughs> it was no Middle East. That was changed. I'm so understand that. Okay. <clears throat> when they had finished dividing the land for the inheritance by its borders, Yasharel gave an inheritance among them to Yeshua. That's the one who's leading the charge right now. He took over for Moshe. The son of Nun, according to the command of the Most High, they gave him the city for which he asked. Whatever he asked for, he got. Timna, Sarah, in the hill country of Ephraim. So he built the city and settled in it. These were the inheritance of Eleazar, the priest, Yahshua, the son of Nun, and the heads of the households of the tribe of the sons of Yasharel, distributed by Lot in Shiloh before the Most High at the doorway of the tent of meeting. Mm -hmm. 
So they finished dividing the land. Okay. So they, they're dividing lands. Now I'm on Yahshua 20. That was 19. I'm on Yahshua 20. And this is the six cities of refuge. Now, let me talk about the cities of refuge. We already talked about this when we were in Exodus. Before the, um, before the children of Israel <clears throat> went into the lands, the Most High went over and over and over and over and over and over and told the children of Israel, the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands. He told them the, um, the um, Levitical laws. He told them um, the uh, blessings and curses. And he continued to tell them to tell your children about this, write it on the mountain, write it on the rooftops, write it on the uh, front of your door, write it everywhere. This is what he kept saying. Remember that? Remember when we kept going over and over and over and over and over? Well, there's a reason. And a part of that is the cities of refuge. The most I said, when you get into your promised land, I want you to have some cities of refuge. And the cities of refuge is, if you know one of the laws, uh, one of the commandments and the law is not to kill. So the most high knew that there would be somebody who um, made a mistake and killed somebody by mistake. He even described what, uh, gave an example and described what a mistake would be in killing somebody, right? And he knew that as soon as you kill somebody, the emotion of it all, if it's the family member, they're going to want to go and kill that person. So there are cities of refuge that they could go if they made a mistake. And this, I'm going to loosely say what it said in um, Exodus and Deuteronomy. That Say like you, you're chopping down wood and you're going with somebody and you make a mistake and the back of the handle of the uh, the axe hits somebody and cut their head off or kills them. That wasn't intentional, but you still can't bring that person back. So the, chil uh, the children will have a place for this person to go until they could judge it. Now, remember the children of Israel had judges and we're gonna be talking about judges um, after this, I believe. We're gonna be talking about judges uh, no, not after this. We're going to be talking about judges because there's actual a book of judges, but the children of Israel judged their own nation. They judged their own nation. So until they could judge the situation, somebody had to, um, people who did this unintentionally, they had to be a place for them. So this, this right here is the cities of refuge. And we are going into that now. If somebody kills somebody by a mistake, which today, I don't know if they call it manslaughter or whatever it is, but it's not a big charge like murder, okay? Um, but there's a place for them to go so that they could be protected until the situation is analyzed by the governing party of the children of Israel which are the priests and the heads of um, the lines of the children of Israel. That, that's the governing, um, the governing force within the nation of um, Yashorel. 
So until this person comes and um, is brought to the governing force of the children of Israel, that's where they will be. And it's going to say that. So this is uh, chapter 20. The six cities of refuge. And remember, I'm reading from the Amplified. The Most High spoke to Yahshua saying, speak to the children of Israel saying, designate the cities of refuge, which is an asylum, meaning a, a place where they could go rest. Of which I spoke to, to you through Moshe. So that the person who kills any person, which is manslaughter, unintentionally, without premeditation, may flee there. And they shall be your refuge from the blood and uh, from the blood avenger, meaning the person who's mad about the death and want to kill that person. He shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and explain his case to the elders of that city. And they shall take him into the protection of the city and give them a place to stay so that he may live among them. If the blood avenger, that's the person who wants to kill him for killing a family member, pursues him, they shall not hand the offender, the manslayer, over to him because he killed his neighbor unintentionally and without premeditation. Okay, and he didn't hate him before that. There was no malice. There was nothing. It was a mistake. Okay. He shall live in that city until he has stood before the congregation of, for judgment. And if acquitted of the manslaughter, he must stay there until the death of the one who is the high priest in those days. Okay. Then the offender shall return to his own city and his own house from which he fled. So they set apart and consecrated. Now, why? Why did they have to set that apart and consecrate it? Because of the special circumstances. You already know the Most High said don't kill under any circumstances. Don't kill especially another man, do not kill, okay? Not talk about, well, he's not particularly talking about animals, not unless you just a heathen, just recklessly killing people, then you'll suffer. But he says, don't kill another person. That's what the Most High said. That's a part of the 613 laws. It's also a part of the 10 commandments. Don't kill. So they had to consecrate this place so that they wouldn't be damned. So the Most High gave his blessing. That's why he said cities of refuge. He had to, they had to get the Most High's blessing to consecrate that place so that that killer wouldn't have a curse. Now, I'm going to give you an example. Cain killed Abel. Immediately, there wasn't no Ten Commandments. It wasn't no 613 laws. It wasn't none of that. The only law there was back then is don't touch that tree. Okay, don't touch the tree of knowledge. That's what it said. Don't touch it. And what did Adam and Eve do? From there, it still wasn't no laws. But um, from there, the devil received power from Adam. All these other things came into the world. Jealousy, hatred, alcohol, this, that. All These are spirits. Okay? These are spirits. They came in death. Um, there's some other things that came in too. 
I can't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, uh, oh, it's something. Oh, I want to say. Oh, wait, give me a minute. I'm going to think about it. Destiny. Destiny came into the world and all that. Because in the scriptures, it says destiny follows you until you die. The scriptures say this. So there are situations or uh, principalities and powers that came into the world because Adam gave his power, his ultimate power away. Because Adam was the Adam was the king of this realm of earth. So when he when he gave his power away, he had no idea how much power he had until he gave it to the devil. And when the devil received those powers, all kinds of stuff came into this world. Okay? So this is why the land had to be consecrated. Because evil is going to follow somebody who kills somebody. Okay, so that's why the, the land had to be consecrated. Not only that, remember, the land was uh, heathens land before it was the most high. I mean, before the most high brought the children of Israel over there to get rid of the people. So because of these set apart cities of refuge, all kind of sin was is there. It's going to be there if something happens like murder and all this other stuff. They run to the city of refuge and to their judge by the municipality of the um, court of the children of Israel, okay? Because they're the governing that um, that little social, um, it's not even a majority, the minority, which is the Levites and the elders of each tribe, that's the ones that judge you through the most highest command. So this land of refuge had to be consecrated in order for people to go there and stay there until their case, quote unquote, could be heard, whether they could go back where they came from or whether they had to stay there. That's why I had to be consecrated. And just notice too, they were the government, they was the police, they was the um, courts, they were all of that, the children of Israel, they governed themselves. And they listened, the children of Israel, the, who wasn't in the court, Whatever the court said, which was the Levites and the elders of each line, that's what it was. Now, try to try to bypass that and see what the Most High did. Because you, you're not going to play with the Most High. Because it was a powerful force. So they set apart and consecrated Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country, of Nephtali and Shisha, in the hill country of Ephraim, hold on, and Kira Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Yehuda. Okay, beyond the Jordan, east of Jericho, they designated ten cities. Okay. These were the appointed cities for all of Yasharel and their and for the strangers sojourning, living temporarily among them, so that whoever killed any person unintentionally may flee there and not die by the hand of the blood avenger. And the blood avenger could be somebody taking um, vengeance for their family member. Until he stood before the congregation for judgment. 
Now, <clears throat> last but not least, the Levites. And remember, the Levites lot or their inheritance is the most high. Now, I already told you, with the most high, you get everything. So the children of Israel and the 11 other lines, their duty was to take care of the Levites because the Levites are the priests and they pray and um, they are the intercessors for, uh, for the most, uh, between the most high and um, the children of Israel. Remember, the children of Israel didn't want to hear directly from the most high. That's number one that they messed up. And number two, the most high said, okay, well, I'm going to be talking to the Levites. Okay. So that's what he's, that's what he's doing. And then he starts talking to the, um, the prophets also, but a lot of the prophets was in the line of the Levites. Mm -hmm. So this is the, um, the 48 cities of the Levites. Now the Levites got 48 cities. Okay. So, then the heads of the households of the Levites came to Eleazar, the priest, and Yahshua, the son of Nun, and the heads of the household of the tribes of the sons of Yasharel. They spoke to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, saying, The Most High commanded Moses to give us cities to live in with their pasture lands for our cattle. So the sons of Yasharel gave the Levites from their inheritance, these 48 cities and their pasture lands. Now, I want to say something. Think about, because I want you to know how extensive all these lands were. Think about a pasture. If you've ever been to a farm or uh, somebody had a couple of acres, maybe three or four acres, five or well, ten acres for enough for their cattle, their horses, their um, their pigs, their, um, sheep, their goats, their, uh, I said cattle, probably cattle, whatever they had, they had to have enough land to feed them because they all eat grass. Okay. They all eat grass. So having a little bit of land for all these things and back then, you know, over in that, um, that area. They had, um, uh, what was it? Camels too. They all eat grass. They all are vegetarians. So you had to have enough land to feed all of them. And they eat every day constantly. So imagine how extensive the land had to be for their cattle. And it just said that um, the Levites had a lot of cattle. They had a lot. So they needed a lot of pasture land. So I want you to I want you to uh, think about that as I'm reading. Okay, so I'm going to read it again. So the sons of Yasharel gave the Levites from their inheritance these forty-eight cities and their pasture lands, according in accordance with the command of the Most High. The first lot, which the which was an allotment. Now remember, it's the line of um, the Levites, the Levitium. And it's 
the whole families, all the families and their families and their and their nephews and their nieces and their grandsons and all. It's an extensive family, so they had to have enough land for everybody. Okay, forty-eight cities and their pasture lands. So the first lot came out for the families of the Kohathites. So those Levites who were the sons or descendants of Aaron, the priest, received 13 cities by lot from Yehuda, Simeon, and Benjamin. The rest of the sons of Kohath received 10 cities by lot from Ephraim, Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The sons of Gershon received 13 cities from Ishakar, Asher, and Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The sons of Merari, according to their families, received 12 cities from Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. The sons of Yasharel gave by lot to the Levites these cities with their pasture lands, as the Most High commanded through Moses. They gave these cities which were mentioned here. Um, they gave these cities, which I did not mention, but I already told you how many cities it was. From the sons of Yehuda, Simeon, and they were from the sons of Aaron, one of the families of the Kohathites, sons of Levi, because the lot fell to them first. But the fields of the city and its villages they had given to Caleb, the son of Yefuna as his property to the sons of Aaron that was um the priest that came out of you already know Aaron is um Moshe's brother they're the line of the priests so Aaron died before they got uh to go past the Jordan so his line we talk about now so the sons of Aaron the priest they gave Hebron, the city of refuge for anyone who committed manslaughter with his pasture lands, as well as nine other cities with their pasture lands. Okay. And um, two cities was from Yehuda and Simeon, excuse me, and the tribe of Benjamin, who gave four cities all the cities of the son of Aaron and the priests were 13 cities in their pasture lands in all so Simeon, Yehuda and Benjamin provided those cities okay Then the cities of the tribe of Ephraim were allotted to the Levites. How many? With their pasture lands, they gave four cities. So um, Ephraim gave provided four cities. And from the tribe of Dan, he provided four cities. And from the half tribe of Manasseh, they gave two cities with its pasture lands, the cities and the pasture lands for their cattle and rest of the animals. All of the cities that the brothers gave with their pasture lands for the families of the Levites, 
which is Kohath. Kohath is one of the signs. Total 10 cities. Let me get my, my tea. <clears throat> to the sons of Gershon, one of the families of the Levites, from the half tribe of Manasseh, the city of refuge, for anyone who committed manslaughter with his pasture lands, two cities, from the tribe of Issachar, with his pasture lands, four cities, from the tribe of Asher, with his pasture lands, four cities, from the tribe of ne Manat, excuse me, Neftali, with his pasture lands, three cities, all of the cities of the Gershonites, according to their families, were 13 cities with their pasture lands. So each, um, each brother's kids gave a certain amount of cities, four cities, two cities, three cities, like that. So that they were having, remember, uh, 48 cities in, in all. To the families of the sons of Merari, the rest of the Levites, from the tribe of um, Zebulun, four cities in the pasture lands. From the tribe of Reuben, four cities in his pasture lands. From the tribe of Gad, four cities in his pasture lands. The cities of the sons of Merari, according to their families and the rest of the families of the Levites, and their lot was 12 cities. Okay, so they name each brother that provided each city and pasture land and country and um, other um, municipalities. All of the children of Levi and their progeny, their sons and their families. Cities with pasture lands for the livestock, provisions um, to the Levites, families of Levi, the third son of Moses. Levi is the third son of Moses, who is the priest, okay? They provided, all the rest of the brothers provided the cities in their pasture lines, as well as the cities of refuge for people in their own line that committed manslaughter by mistake. All of the cities of the Levites in the midst of the property of the sons of Yasharel were 48 cities with their pasture lands. These cities each had its surrounding pasture lands. So it was with all these cities. Okay, all of the cities had pasture lands. So the Most High gave Yasharel all the land which he had sworn to give their fathers, which is their forefathers. And they took possession of it and lived on it. The Most High gave them rest from all the wars on every side. Why is this important? The land is so big, they had to name certain things according to north, south, east, and west. That's how big it was. It wasn't just like this one plot of land there, everybody just, get, I'm going to cut this part off for you, that part. Uh-uh. It was so big and vast. That's why you kept hearing the same thing over and over, sounding but it was really huge and it was really cut up. Just think about your own municipality. I don't know if people know their uh, geographic locations and how it's cut, cut up. Um, if you live in a certain city or state, sometimes it could be very tricky because you could be on one side 
of uh, one state and be on the other side of another state if you're in uh, states that sit next to each other. And that's kind of how it was with the children of Israel because the land was vast, the people it was vast, and they had to cut and carve lands out. And I'm not, I'm not talking about literally. I'm saying they drawing lines and uh, making plumb lines and, and putting up uh, uh, partitions and whatever they had to do, like they do now. It's so funny because when you work in different uh, municipalities, like civil servants, like the police department in, um, and I'm just talk about now, like the police department, the fire department, um, maintenance for that city, uh, buildings and grounds, all that, they know the maps and how everything is situated because it could be so weird. You could be on one side of the street and an accident happened and the police is called, but they don't call the police that you think you're in the municipality of. It's in another municipality, but you move across the street and you're in a different municipality. That's how freaky it was, but it's still like that. If you look at a map, and you just look at uh, the world map, or if you just look at your own um, municipal map, you'll see that there's no straight lines. They're all crooked and they're all going all kinds of ways. And this is what was going on with the children of Israel. It's just weird. Okay, so I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready to uh, wrap it up. So I'm gonna read this again and then I'm done. So the Most High gave Yasharel all the land which he has sworn to give to their fathers and they took possession of it and they lived on it. And the Most High gave them rest from conflict. So that means they could rest right now and don't have to fight, at least for the moment, right now. Okay, he, he gave them rest from conflict on every side in accordance with everything that he has sworn to their fathers and not one of their enemies stood before them in battle. The Most High handed over all their enemies to them. I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. Not one of the good promises which the Most High has spoken to the house of Yasharel failed. All had come to pass. Now, this is, this is important. This is important. Because if you notice what I said, and I'm going to say it again. The Most High handed over all their enemies to them. Did they beat their enemies down and kill their enemies down themselves? No. The Most High said, the Most High in here, the Most High handed over their enemies to them. Okay. The Most High handed over their enemies, meaning they could go and they didn't even have a second thought of destroying these people because they was already destroyed according to the Most High. Yes, I'm going to give these people to you. You tear them up because I want them off. I want them no longer living. You do what I say. Go ahead. There's no need to fear because they already yours to destroy. So this is what this is saying. He handed over their enemies to them for destruction. Now, there's nothing new under the sun. This is going to happen again. Oh, I'm going to do a lesson on this. This will happen again. Everything that happened in the Old Testament will be happening again. Okay? And, and it's literally in the um, prophets. It's in the book of the prophets in that Bible. You ain't never heard 
not a priest, not a preacher, not a preacher or a pastor talk about that. It's in here and I'm going to be covering it. Then it says to that the Most High has spoken to the house of Yasharel. Nothing that the Most High said to Yasharel ever failed. The Most High's word will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not the Most High's word. If he says it, it is. Just because you don't see it when you want to see it doesn't mean, <coughs> excuse me, it's not going to come to pass. His word will not fall void. Trust and believe me. That's another scripture. <clears throat> Everything, all had come to pass. Now, I want to say this. <clears throat> Since my surgery, my healing time is not what I expect. <clears throat> I didn't know what I expected. But it seems like you catch me more and more drinking and drinking and drinking because my throat. And sometimes I feel like I'm losing my breath. And just a second ago, <clears throat> I had such a pain in my throat that I had to drink this tea. This is why I'm not doing lives because I still feel the uh, discomfort in my throat. And I don't want to get on a live and I'm cracking now. I don't want to get on a live and be like that. <clears throat> I'm sorry for clearing my throat, but it's because I'm still in pain. I am still in pain and still healing. Praise you, I'm healing but it's still uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. So that's why I'm not doing lives, but I'm still moving forward and I'm still teaching the biblical study and the cliff notes and doing my daily lessons. I'm gonna keep persevering. And I ask for constant prayer in regards to my throat. I know I'm healing, but and I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't know what a typical healing time was. And I'm not the typical healer, but praise God, I was doing well and still, I still am, but it's, I still feel the discomfort. So um, until further notice, these um, biblical studies will not be live. They won't be because um, when they're not um, live, I can stop and start whenever I want and you won't know so this is why so I am done with this um part seven lesson um I will continue to um push myself to have lessons because they're important <clears throat> however it's best for me not to have lives yet. It doesn't mean I can't answer a question. It doesn't mean any of that. Still upload your questions. Still do, you know, any inquiry, um, questions, um, comments, concerns, whatever. Upload. A lot of times I'm doing it behind the scenes. 
if you want me to answer the question and you know and upload it i could do that too and we will keep moving on i will keep edifying you we will keep walking together and i'll do the best i can under my circumstances and i thank you for listening i hope you enjoy your sabbat shabbat excuse me and um until next time hi trying to contact me regarding a question comment or concern well you got two ways of doing so the first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com i'll say it again this is one word cliffnote the letter q the letter n the letter a at yahoo.com the second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content you can also save a life by sharing this valuable content go ahead save a life today thanks